Let's turn it into a weekend of love with some great tips on enhancing your marriage with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070 and FM 103.3. The answer. All right, America. Totally new audience comes in. <clears throat> and this is when we take a moment, one segment of one hour of one show of the entire week to talk about what? What God has ordained. Hollywood and the dirty people hate, and that's marriage. That's the glory, the sanctity, the holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Got me fired. Got me thrown off the air at the other place. KRBE, they tell me, don't talk about marriage. It was crazy. You said the internal struggles when I was at Mix, number one in mornings. They didn't. They don't do that. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. Screw you. I lost a job or two. But my wingman through many years has been Robert Kosick. He actually was there when I was getting thrown out of the last station. Um, I said, no, this is, I, I feel a calling. We, we, you know, when husbands and wives are all getting together and hugging, rubbing, and lying, as they say, it's a better world. There's a lot of odds out there. Uh, my cousin was going to get married. Nine days before the wedding, he called it off. He said, what did you call it off for? He says, well, I realized going home was so and painful, the thought of going home and being with her because she was always nagging. I just wanted to stay at the office and get high. Oh, crazy. Not me. I want to get the hell out of here and chase Denise around. So my, my wingman, Robert Kosick, who wrote the book, Honor the Bound, I've been doing this for years on the radio. It's just a chance to like just inhale, exhale, and just talk about marriage. It's a good thing. Hollywood hates it. The godless hate it. Those who worship at Satan's altar, they hate it. We love it. Robert Kosick, happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Hey, happy Friday. You know, I say it all the time that... Um the whole deal with making sure your your home life is the best thing and the most important thing that you're focused on. Um, I talk to people about your career and all those kind of things, and I always sound like you're know, getting left, let go from the last station. Is I'm going to have a lot of jobs. I'm only going to have one wife. Amen. It's just that that formula just seems to work a whole lot better for me. I can always find another wife. I mean, another uh, job. That's job, right. But, uh, finding another wife is that's uh, a little more difficult. So I'm gonna, I'm going to keep the one I have because she's pretty darn good. Good. That's why I said to the program director at KRBE at ninety three. Usually, you got, we're telling you to stop talking about it. I said, you know what, champ? I'll have many jobs, one wife, and then it got physical. And then uh, there were screams, and then somebody got fired. Yep. <laughs> somebody <laughs> ended up on the floor. I don't remember, Mr. Tiller, but somebody did. All right. <laughs> Denise yelled at me. She said, what are you, in Philly? You're still in Philly? Knock that off. You can't hit people. All right, here we go. So we have our world-famous marriage talk segment. Now more than ever, with, uh, you know, with the anxiety of the country high, uh, it's important. Uh, this is tip number 313. It's available on our Facebook page, Sam Malone Show. Mr. Kosick, a marriage coach and church deacon, all-around great guy, writes it. The topic is, shut up, man! Uh, he writes, while the opinions were all over the map regarding things that we were said during the week's debates, there are two phrases we can probably all agree that should never be used when debating with our spouse. Shut up, man, and you're a clown. If you want your spouse to shut up, stop responding. One, we're not talking about the silent treatment, but silence is very powerful. Two, the opposite of talking is listening, which is even more powerful. And three, if the blood pressure gets too high, take a break so you can think about it. And four, when you do respond, share with them what you think you heard them say. Let's start at the top. And I agree with you. I, I can't stand when couples fight in public. Oh, my God. Oh, we leave yeah. and get up. I, I've heard couples use horrible language at each other in public, married couples. Oh, yeah. So let's start oh, with I know that Yeah, I'm going yeah, that, that, you know, shut up, man, and, and you're a clown are some of the softer things people say, unfortunately. Uh, you know, we heard it in the debate, and it just, you know, things are spiraling out of control when, when you get down to that level and start name calling. Yeah, when husbands are like, shut and, up, you're so stupid. 
Yeah, you're such a blah, blah, blah. And it's it's so annoying because at that point, you know, whatever they initiated that discussion mm-hmm. about is gone. They don't even know what they're discussing yeah. anymore. Now now it's become personal. And now we're now it's who's going to win. And when you get in that mode, nobody wins. Uh, it, it's a disaster for everybody. And I, I, when you're doing that, especially when you're coaching couples and stuff like that, and they start to get in that mode, you just got to cut them off at the kneecap. Say, no, 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 no. We need to stop. Because when you get silent, when you stop responding, you cut off half the argument. It's like trying to dance by yourself. It, it, it doesn't work real well. You, you got to have somebody feeding you and, and working off of it. So if you stop responding, well, then you can start listening, which, which is really important. I don't talk about silent treatment. I know couples do that too. I'm just, I'm shutting up. I'm not doing anything, but you got to listen also. And cause I can stop, I can stop talking, stop responding and completely not listen too. And that doesn't help. So, so it's a, it's a fine tune there, but uh, that, that constantly going, you, me, you, me, you're backing each other into a corner and yeah, you back right. someone into a corner. They're coming out fighting. That, they're, they're digging their heels in and that it doesn't matter what's true, what's right. I'm sticking to my guns, period. That's just the way it works. Robert Kosick and I were doing our world famous marriage talk segment. Um, and you said the opposite of talking is listening, which is even more powerful than silence. If you just listen, stop thinking about what you're going to say. Yep. Just Listen. That's di- that's difficult for couples to do if you think about that. I mean, because because our natural response, and we saw it Tuesday, the natural response is I've got to counter whatever you just said because what you said isn't true. So I got to correct it. Well, no, you actually don't. Uh, what you need to do is be figuring out what's driving. It. They said it, so something deep down inside may be driving that. So try to figure out what's causing them to think that way or say that or, or whatever, respond that way, and then try to address that and try to put yourself in their shoes. I know it's kind of a, 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 a goofy way to look at things. But if, if you try to put yourself in their shoes and try to figure out what is really driving that emotion in there, you're going to find a much deeper level hurt there, and you're probably feeling devalued. They're probably feeling unloved or uh, misunderstood or whatever. That's what you need to address. But if you're yapping or trying to think of your response, you're never going to hear that, sure, that ever. Our world-famous yeah. marriage talk segment, focusing on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. Um, and then there's just taking a break. Now, I've this can be a tough one, I think, if an argument breaks out between husbands and wives. But you write, if the blood pressure gets too high, ask to take a break so you can think about what they said. <laughs> I, I've never done it. I don't know. I, it just sounds like, hey, honey, we're going to take a break from you screaming at me. Um, I, I don't know. Walk me through this one, Robert Kosick. So emergency exit. So, and there's a little a subtle trick to this one here. You can't just say, I'm not talking anymore. We need to take a break and walk off. What you have to say is, look. Things are getting to where I'm not thinking about what the issue is or what your feelings are. I'm thinking about how I'm going to respond. We're not going to get anywhere on this. It's going to be a dead-end road. I think we need to take a break, but we need to come back and you nail down a time. Let's, let's talk about this in an hour. Let's talk about this uh, tomorrow morning. Luck, let's talk about this weekend. Yeah, if, if you can do that and then you truly do think about what was going on and try to rationalize in your head what was the, getting down to that root issue, when you do come back, it's going to be a much more productive time. <laughs> But All right, real quick. Some let's, people don't. Now, hold on, because, like, you know, I mean, Robert Kosick, my wingman, our World Famous Marriage Talk segment. Uh, you're arguing with a Jewish woman or an Italian woman, and you go, okay, honey, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in an hour. What do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah. She's, she's going to follow you wherever you go. And she's gonna keep right. On going. You're going to walk You're going to walk into another room, and she's going to keep going. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like a, uh, like I've experienced in my family, I, I someone wanted to take a break, and I was like, why don't you just let them take a break? Well, that person takes the break, and then now me and this person start arguing about whatever they were arguing with the other yeah. person. It's like it's not stopping. But but if you set it ahead of time, that's the whole thing. Is you got to set the rules for arguing ahead of time. Arguing isn't bad. Arguing just says something's out of whack, and we need to fix it. 
set the rules before you ever get into the argument. Say, look, if we feel like things are getting too heavy, we need an emergency exit. We need to take a break. We agreed to it ahead of time and tried to it. Now, you may wind up in the same thing that we saw Tuesday night. Everybody agreed not to interrupt. They all interrupted, and it may happen, but give yourself a shot at least trying it. If it works, great. If not, you didn't lose any ground. You're doing the same thing you were doing anyway. So. Love it. Really, really, no lost ground there. World famous marriage talk segment, always heard at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central. Uh, the one thing I've been telling men for years and years and years is, first of all, you're going to disagree. I mean, that, that's just people. You know, you're living together for gosh knows how many yep. years. But don't say anything to your wife or call her a name that you wouldn't want her to be called in a bar. And uh, we've been with couples that have dropped horrible language at each other, and we've been able to say, we're gone. You know, and, and Denise always first, okay, we're good, we're going to go, bye. But don't ever, and this goes for wives too and, and husbands, don't ever call your spouse something you wouldn't want them to be called in a bar. Like you yeah. blanking idiot, you blanking this, you know, you right. whatever. Uh, yeah, if you want to make it even a little bit more personal, we just don't say anything you wouldn't say in front of your priest, pastor, or rabbi. I mean, if he's sitting there or she's sitting there watching you have this debate, are you going to actually say that to your spouse in front of that person? <laughs> you should see some of the places. All right, so, <laughs> yeah, but generally, yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I, you're married, and you call each other horrible names in, in public? Come on, y'all. Yeah. Square it away. Get back to the when you were newlyweds, you couldn't keep your hands off each other. Work it out. Um, yep. Mr. Kostick on our World Famous Marriage Talk segment always writes a hot and heavy marriage tip. Uh, it's oogling or ogling. Typically, um, uh, what... It's, what you say is typically pronounced oogling. I think it's oogling, whatever it is. It's, it's not important. Yeah, there's three different. Yeah, yeah there's a debate. What's important is what you do more specifically, whom you oogle. Oogling is provocative or seductively glancing at someone. Um, the only person you should oogle is your spouse. And to help with the process, your spouse may want to offer something for you to oogle. Wives, he wants to see sexy. Husbands, she wants to see you doing the dishes or vacuuming, which I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't understand how the, my version of oogling, uh, okay. All that matters is uh, doing whatever it takes to get them to oogle you. How you doing? I think oogling is great. I think wives flashing their husbands or brushing up against their husbands in the kitchen while they're doing the dishes or something is outstanding, and he will oogle, Mr. Cossack. Oh, absolutely, and it, it's something. I t we used that example a couple of weeks ago where I told you the wife saw the husband kind of following some young girl's through the mall and uh, just turned, turned his head and looked back to his wife and said, I wish you looked at me that way. And we said, well, sometimes you need to help that along and give him something to look at. Right. So from, you know, from the guys, from the wife's perspective, he wants sexy. He wants to see cute. He wants to see flirting. He wants to see a little bit of what you were talking about, you know, flash him, show him something. Hey, say, I'm getting in the shower. Why don't you come in here and hand me my towel? Kind of, <laughs> you know, that's, oh, look, I dropped the soap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's one of those things, that's what he wants. She wants to feel that you're a part of the team, that you love her, you're emotionally attached to her, and that you're helping out. And so doing the dishes and, and vacuuming, and they even said, you know, mowing the lawn sometimes gets the wife excited that I'm not in this alone. I got a partner, and we're, we're together in this thing. So, And then there's some women just say, you know, hey, flash me. <laughs> you know, it just Amen. depends on who you're married to. But whatever it takes, you want to, you want to invite them to into this environment that says, you're my only outlet for that part of our life. Period, said and done. You're the only one that can satisfy that part of my life. So help me out here. Give me something to look at and to think about and to put burn into my brain so I can be thinking about it all day long. And Amen. it just makes life way better when you work together at causing each other to kind of drool over each other. God, drooling is good. Hashtag drooling is good. 
Our good friend, oh, yeah. Robert Costa, yeah. marriage coach, uh, wrote Honor the Vow. Go to Honor the Vow. That's the book where we met, honorthevow.com. Our Facebook content is always Sam Malone Show. I hope that we are able to have, If one couple can be saved and getting back to Groping, it's a good day, Mr. Costa. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right, get out of here. Go have a wonderful and blessed weekend. You and Kathy, we'll talk to you on next Friday. We will. And for a couple out there, don't forget to forget the towel so you have to have one brought to you. you Honey, I forgot the towel again. Ah, fantastic. All right, buddy, have a great one. Back in a second, America. AM 1070, the answer.